0: We'll <laughs> Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host Jason, along with Chris Konuchiwa. Yeah. So uh, the Blues are in the playoffs. Regular season is over. Our big uh, playoff preview episode. Uh, dun, 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 dun. I don't know. I'm trying to think of our, more music buzz,
1: our music budget is phenomenal. Yeah, we got to right. figure out
0: something. So the schedule was released this morning. Um, the usual eight thirty games are on there. At least ones on a weekend. So we we got that going for us. True. So. Uh, it is what it is. So the Blues on the, comes down to the last game of the season, so where they're at. So at the current win to the last game against Vancouver, they were in third place. And where did they finish after the shootout win against Vancouver? Third place.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were we could say that we were in first place for all of about three hours yesterday.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, unfortunately, Nashville started winning near the end here. They got three wins at the end of the year. Winnipeg, was, you know, they kind of struggled, and that's who the Blues are facing. So, the final uh, standings are Nashville gets to raise another uh, pointless banner for winning the Central. Yep. Uh, Winnipeg was finished number two, and the Blues finished number three. So, at the end of the day.
1: One point separates all three of those teams.
0: Correct. Nashville with 100, Winnipeg with 99, and Blues are technically there with 99. It's just we lose out on the regulation and overtime wins column by three to Winnipeg. So, the Blues, after how this season how you know, we talked about how hard it was to kind of get on here and talk, try to find something positive about this team. Gosh, most of December into like, the, like you said the first week of January before they start turning things around, and it's it's kind of a borderline miracle where we're at right now, where we had a chance to win the division going yep. into the last game of the year.
1: If you had told me in December, or honestly, if you had told me on New Year's Eve that this team was going to be one point away from winning the division, I would have laughed at you. Straight up laughed. Um, you know, I look, it, it's a bummer. I mean, I don't want to harp on the negative on this show because it is nothing short of phenomenal what this team did. <clears throat> but yet again, it is another season where one point here or there over the course of 82 games makes a difference. Mm. Last year, it's the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs with Colorado. This year, it's the difference between winning the division and not. So, you know, it it is a full 82-game season, and thankfully this team was able to turn it around and do what they did. Um, We'll see, man. I mean, Winnipeg looked good last night. I found it interesting that in both games that the Blues needed – teams to win or lose Nashville went down early two nothing to Chicago. Winnipeg went down early one, nothing to Phoenix or Arizona, whatever we're calling them this, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but both teams rebounded and won in decided fashion. Yeah. Five
0: to two and four, five to two Nashville or Chicago and four to Winnipeg over Arizona.
1: Yep. So we'll see, man, you know, you and I talked last podcast and we've talked a lot this week about, who scares us the most? And uh, I know that Winnipeg has not played well most of the second half of the season. But that's a team that is two, one and 2-1-1 one this year against the Blues? Yes. Um, the, Blue,
0: the Blues won the last game in Winnipeg. Uh, believe it or not, a one nothing shutout, Jake Allen shutout. That was yeah. the last time we played. So, I mean, that's before our... Rebound. I mean, that, mm-hmm. they caught us at our worst. Really, we might have caught them at their best. We might have caught us at our worst. So, well, I think it's I mean, going to be a very closely contested series. As much as some fans are kind of, it should be saying how I mean, bad Winnipeg has been, but we've never played them well in the last three years or so.
1: True, and this is the first playoff meeting ever between the two teams. Here's the thing with with the Winnipeg. That's Winnipeg yes,
0: in the past, we the last one was the uh, infamous uh, overtime goal, Pavel Demetra overtime goal. Correct. All right? Yes, excuse me, me. Pierre Turgeon. Cool. excuse me, Pierre Turgeon.
1: Well, yeah, that was was when they were in Phoenix. Yes. Um, So you look at – we know what this team could do. We saw Patrick Laine put a clinic on against the Blues this year and score four, five goals. Five. Five.
0: I have an interesting stat about that. Go ahead, though.
1: Yep. We saw them come into Enterprise Center on opening night and just – kick the doors in, and really beat the bejesus out of the Blues opening night. We know this team can fire on all cylinders and dominate a game. I I don't think many of the NHL talking heads are going to pick the Blues in this series. Winnipeg has been a uh, popular pick to win the Cup since last fall when everyone did their preseason expectations. Mm-hmm. Everyone picked Winnipeg. To, to come out of the Central. They picked Winnipeg to come out of the West. I don't see that changing. I think that maybe there's people who think that the Blues can give them a run. I don't know if many people are going to pick the Blues to win the series.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, closely contested. And we'll do our predictions at the end of this uh, end of this podcast. Or So the interesting thing I was going to say about the Patrick line thing, ever since he had that five-goal game, which was in November of this year. He's only scored 11 goals since then.
1: Yeah, he's um he's not had a good this team that team has not had that great of a second half of the year. But Line a in particular has really kind of dried up.
0: Yeah, so it's be interesting. But he always, yeah, you know, like I said, he's been playing he always plays well against the Blues, especially this year. So let's uh, hopefully watch him closely, especially on that. Uh, Alex Ovechkin's spot on the power play. seems like he likes that spot quite a bit. So, Blues make it in. So, here's the rest of the uh, matchups, and we'll break down each one as, as much as we can, but we're going more in-depth on the Blues and Jets than anything. So, Nashville finishes first in the Central, and they draw the first wild card, meaning the Dallas Stars. That should be – that's NHL is probably thrilled with that, by the way, since that's the uh, Winter Classic matchup next year. I agree. They're probably thrilled that happened.
1: I Honestly, I think the NHL is just – breathing a sigh of relief that Nashville and Winnipeg aren't playing each other in the first round.
0: Yeah. And that could have been, oh, could have
1: almost happened.
0: And then obviously Winnipeg and uh, St. Louis Calgary, the top seat in the West gets the bottom uh, wild card being the Colorado avalanche should be interesting there. And then this is the series that I'm kind of, I think might turn out to be the best series maybe in the whole first round is the San Jose sharks and the Vegas golden Knights.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's two – I would say if you had to pick like four teams out of the, or even three teams out of the West, you think it's going to win the Stanley Cup, I think most people would pick those two to be in your top three for sure. I would say so. Yeah. And then the East, uh, the almost record-setting Tampa Bay Lightning get the Columbus Blue Jackets, who barely snuck in. Uh, Boston Bruins face the Toronto Maple Leafs, which has been pretty much set for almost a week now. Uh, and the Capitals play the Bunch of Jerks from Carolina – and the Islanders play the Pittsburgh Penguins, so some very good matchups there. Agree, uh, but let's uh, we'll go into let's go into Blues and Jets first, obviously, because uh, that's what we do. So some season-ending stats, real quick, for the Blues. Your goal leader is Vladimir Tarasenko with 33. Uh, your leading assist uh, man is Ryan O'Reilly with 49. And overall points, Ryan O'Reilly was 77 in 82 games played and top plus minus at plus 22. And also, Ryan O'Reilly, further accolades, had the most face-off wins in the NHL this year, 1,086 face-off wins, barely uh, getting by Bo Horvat, who was on the Vancouver Canucks, who we played on Sunday. And, Van- and Ryan O'Reilly won 11 face-offs on Sunday.
1: Where is Patrick Bergland right now?
0: He is currently in Sweden figuring out his next step in life.
1: And where is Tange Thompson right
0: now? Uh, The Rochester, whatever they're calling for Buffalo. I would say it's safe to say the
1: Blues won that trade.
0: Yeah. As much as unless you get a very, very, very good player with this first round pick this year.
1: Yeah, unless they end up winning and getting Jack Hughes.
0: And which is uh, possible. Well, well, not really because it's our pick. So our pick is not in the uh, lottery. So yeah. our pick is below the 16. So there's no way to get Jack Hughes unless Jack Hughes like shatters his leg and falls in the 20s somehow. So
1: I'll tell you right now, this is you know we don't need to get into draft stuff yet. I'm calling the LeBron James fix right now. Remember the year that LeBron James was drafted? Coincidentally mm-hmm. enough, the draft was in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, and he went to Cleveland.
1: So uh, where's the draft this year? Chicago. Nope. Vancouver. Is it Vancouver? Oh, it is Vancouver?
0: Chicago's actually. year. Or
1: where's Hughes? brother play?
0: Vancouver. Quinn Hughes. He was really good on Sunday, by the way.
1: I'm telling yep. you right now. I, I, you, I could be wrong, but I think you're going to see another set of brothers on the Vancouver Canucks.
0: That wouldn't be. That would be an interesting uh, move. Uh, the, the bold, uh, bold move. Cotton. We'll see if it pans out for him. So, let's see the goal leaders. Obviously. Uh, Jordan Binnington across the board, so we don't no need there to go over all his stats. He everything there from wins to goals against to shutouts to uh, save percentage for the Blues. Do Jordan you think
1: Bennington. he did enough in that game yesterday to overtake Pedersen for the Calder Trophy? I I said when
0: I was watching, I was watching the shootouts at uh, Urban Chestnut on uh, Saturday, and when Pedersen came up against uh, Bennington, I said, "All right, this is for the Calder." If uh, Bennington Bennington saves it, he gets the Calder. If Pedersen scores, he gets it. And
1: Bennington saved it, so I'm like, I guess he gets the Calder now. I the only thing that bummed me out was that he got the goal that evened up the game in the third. Yeah. Um. I think if we if if the Blues and Bennington had kept him off the goal sheet, I think that would have been a statement. Yeah. Um. The Blues I, won the game. Think-
0: I still think Bennington's in the conversation. I 100% I think, think he's in the conversation. I just don't think he's going to win it. I just think Pedersen's been around the whole year. He was in a you slump. He was in a slump. I, I 100% admit that. But I think for being – I think he's 19 years old to basically carrying the Vancouver Canucks to – for a while There, they were in a playoff spot. Yes, they were. And he got, then he got hurt for a while. And that's when they kind of fell off and they never could recover really. So, I mean uh, – and them in the overtime yesterday, I mean, you were there live. So him, it was Brock Besser – uh, Petterson and He and Quinn Hughes. That was a that was something in overtime. Mm-hmm. Watching that, I mean, watching it on TV, it, they look fast on TV. So I can only imagine seeing it live.
1: Uh, it was impressive, and you know the thing with the Vancouver Canucks. I think that whole game was the Canucks got stronger as that game went on.
0: Yeah, because they had a very good third and want to tie in the game on two power plays. One kind of a shady power play, but anyway. Yeah, I agree. So I always thought you were talking about the Blues are playing the Jets. The Blues uh, come back get the playoff spot. The Jets pretty much were in the driver's seat in first place from the get go up until this last month where the blues and uh, national predators were kind of making a push towards the top. And obviously the Jets won blues it on the last day of the year. Uh, their leading goal scorer, Mark Shifley with 38 goals. Uh, he Same with assists for him. Or me, still goals there. Assists with Blake Wheeler with 71, excuse me. And, Blake Wheeler with most points at 91 but interestingly he's an even plus minus which is interesting to say the least uh, for him so going to this series Blues had not really matched up well lately this seems like Winnipeg has been very fast and big and that's kind of like always kind of given the Blues a little trouble mm-hmm. Blues Blues have kind of didn't really get bigger. I mean, I guess you could say Pat Maroon, I would say. But after that, you really don't have anybody on. I mean, Pareko is, uses size more, but maybe not as much as you want. when I mean, you have Joel Edmondson back there. But outside of that, you don't have much size. I agree. Speed-wise, speed wise you added like somebody like Robert Thomas. Um, but, I mean, you have guys like Pat Maroon is you know, a little bit slower or whatever, but still. So it's going to be an interesting matchup in the, the day for these two. Uh, the schedule is... Wednesday at seven o'clock in Winnipeg for the, uh, they have the whiteout, which they brought from uh, old Winnipeg, old Winnipeg, you know, and let's see what we're looking at. Oh, so Friday, eight 30, of course, all these games are also on Fox sports Midwest too, but they have to schedule nationally for, they can be shown outside of St. Louis and outside of Winnipeg. So that's why the times are kind of awkward because games are all in like CNBC, USA Network, um, if they're not on uh, the NBC Sports or right. whatever. So, and then they play Sunday back in St. Louis at 6.30. and Then Tuesday, 8.30 in St. Louis. And after that, there's a bunch of games. Basically, every other day is what you're looking at for from there on out. And everything's to be determined. Thursday, Saturday, and the following Monday. And it's to be determined time-wise on all those. The latest this series can go is April 22nd. Uh, so it's April 10th. So hopefully the blues can pull us one out. So uh, national ones, just give everybody the heads up. Cause I know there's some people outside of St. Louis who listen uh, Wednesday's game will be on NHL network. Friday's game, CNBC Sunday's game, CNBC Tuesday's game, CNBC. So those are the national ones for the uh, United States. So
1: let me get your thoughts on what you think about this first round matchup. Well, I think that the Blues have a puncher's chance in this, in this series. They are, I believe, outside of the Tampa Bay Lightning, the hottest team in the NHL since Christmas. Yep. Um, I, think we're, I think we're playing with house money at this point. Um, I don't think this is the 08 team who spent so much energy to get into the playoffs that they were gassed when they got there. I don't think that's this team. I think this team has uh, power and reserves. I'm less concerned about what Blues team shows up because I think we've shown consistency now. I want to see what Winnipeg team shows up. Um, I think we have to win one of the first two games in Winnipeg. We cannot come back to St. Louis down 0-2. Yeah,
0: I agree there. 100% agree.
1: Um, outside of that, man, I mean, if I have to give a prediction.
0: Yeah, we can do a prediction. Let's just go on a prediction for this one. So blues and jets, we kind of hate doing this, but it's also just, you know, everybody, you have to have that just to see where you fall. So
1: I'm going to say jets and six.
0: All right. It's going to be a tough series. I was going go the opposite way just because that's how I am. Um, I think the blues have a better chance than I think, like you said, I, I agree with you. It's a very tough series. Um, they have to grab one of these at home at the me, at the first uh, Jets. They have to grab one there because I agree. The Blues have played well on the road, so I mean they have, and that's what I mean. So I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you have to like when we didn't get home ice. I wasn't super concerned, honestly. Um, I was just like the Blues have played well. Hey, they played well at home lately too. I mean, was nothing wrong about that. They were awful to start this series, and now wow. they're pretty good. So uh, let's go Blues in. Six. They win on home ice, so I'll say that is uh, that'll be my prediction. So Chris goes with Jets. Uh,
1: I will say this: if the Blues win, they're going to have to win it in six. Because
0: that's yeah,
1: If you go, if you go to seven in Winnipeg, I think it's, I think it's a blowout.
0: Yeah, it, I just think historically lately too on elimination games of the last handful of years, uh, the Blues have uh, not done well. To,
1: well, to and that's that the way. thing is, and let's talk about that because we always reference that when we talk about the blues historically. And we always go back to the Western conference final year. This team has got to learn to eliminate teams when they have the chance and mm-hmm. don't let teams hang around. Uh, I think it's what bit them in the ass. The year that they went to the Western conference final and they got too tired. Yep. And I, I think it bit them in the ass uh the next year too. They have to learn to not just put away games, but put away series. And if if this gets to you know game I, I don't see this being a sweep on either side. So let's say it gets to be game five and the blues are up three one, or if it gets to be game six and the blues are up three two, you gotta win that game.
0: Yeah. 100%. you got to
1: win your first chance to to eliminate an opponent. You gotta shut the door. You can't leave it open. Not against a team this good.
0: Correct. Uh, I think that Winnipeg has a lot of firepower as much as like they haven't played to that potential lately. You don't want to give them the chance to play to that potential at the same time. Yeah. The more chances you give them, the more, you know, more likely might go in. I mean, I am pretty sure you're going to see Jordan Bennington as a starter. I would be shocked. I would, I would imagine. So, so, I mean, if he should be in, uh, it'll go against, um, uh, pretty potent lineup. I mean, at the end of the day, there's some guys who had down years like uh, Nicholas Eilers that didn't have a great year. Eilers didn't have a great year. I mean, look at Shifley and Wheeler have had two, you know, two phenomenal years. You can shut that line down. You might have a pretty good shot, but I mean, it's a, it's a a real good line though.
1: My dark horse for this series, as far as guys to keep an eye on for the, for the jets is, is Dustin Bufflin. Uh, Mm. He's a guy who's just like, I don't want to call him a dirty player because he's not a dirty player but he is very much an all-around tough guy, skilled player. He could do a little bit of everything very, very well. He's very familiar with the Blues from his time, not only with the Jets, but from back in the day with Chicago. I think that this is a team, and this is a guy that kind of gets lost in the shuffle because of the high-end talent on the team. But Bufflin's a dude who could put it in the net. And if you're too busy chasing around Shifley and Wheeler and line and you take your eyes off that, off of Dustin Bufflin, he'll kill you. Because he's a guy that can play D or they can move him up into a forward position. He's done both. So he's my guy to watch. And I, he's one of those guys that I hate him because he's not on my team.
0: Yeah. He's a, Basically a thorn in the blue side and also big and strong back there too, which that's uh, yep. something that might be interesting. I kind of was thinking about this too as a dark horse for either side. You got bufflin on that side. I'll tell you, I'm my side. It was Nicholas uh, Eilers, Eilers uh, just because that dude's not had a great year, but that mm-hmm. dude is tremendously fast and could turn it on anytime. any time, So I think that's somebody to watch on the blue side. My dark horse is, I guess I also saw somebody put it online. So maybe that put it in my head. Somebody who's played well all year who could possibly take over a series, maybe not this year, but in maybe the next couple years, is Robert Thomas.
1: Um, you know what I'm going to go with for my dark horse? and He's not as skilled as Robert Thomas, but the dude has had a very good season, and he's been very good as of late as Ivan Barbashev.
0: Yeah, playing that fourth line. has been. If that fourth line can keep producing like they have been, I mean, Alex Dean has moved down to the fourth line and say what you want about the contract, dude has been really good. I agree. Since he's been down there. He's embraced that role, that line of him, Barbashev, and it's kind of rotating on that right wing with Fabry and Sanford and maybe we will get back in there. But if they put in the, those guys, I mean, it's been pretty good. I mean, they've caused problems and produced goals, especially the uh, goal uh, the goal barrage that I saw against Philadelphia on with uh, the, the 7-3 win, which was ridiculous.
1: Hey, you know, and while we're giving credit where it's due, you, know, you said that Steen has done a phenomenal, phenomenal job in this new role he has on the team. Let's just talk for a minute about the fact that Jay Bomeister looks like the Jay Bomeister that we traded for back in the day. Yeah, I I don't know what has changed with him. I don't know if they've had him sleeping in a hyperbaric chamber or what, but whatever it is, is working because the dude and I'm going to knock it on wood right now as I say this, I can't remember the last time we've had a damn it, Jay Bobeister moment in the game.
0: Yeah. And uh, to the point where he's doing so good, where I'm today at Kenrick's getting some uh, food and getting some stuff for the grill since we have a beautiful day outside here in St. Louis and I'm wearing my blues hat or a guy was talking to me about the playoff run. He's like, and Jay Bowmeister looks like the old Jay Bowmeister. And, yes. and when that's getting noticed by like random people, I think it's really interesting that that gets brought up in Blue's conversation as in Jay Bowmeister looks really good. That tells you how good he's been. I agree. Which, I is, crazy, which is crazy. So compared to where he was last year and even the beginning of this year where he, we had a couple of those moments where he wasn't doing that great. So let's say Chris goes Jets in six. Not being not be negative, but I 100% agree. I think it can go either way. I'm going with the Blues in six, because I think it's just going to be a tough series either way. But the Blues have to sp- at least at least split the series, to start. Split, split the start. I agree. Home. They it's, have to.
1: It is all dependent on these first two games. The Blues have to steal home ice away early. They can't try to come back 0-2 and even it up going back for a game five. You've got to take control of the series early. If you let Winnipeg get rolling, it's going to be a quick series. Yeah, we don't
0: need that. So let's just quickly jump into just do the rest of these series and let me and let me know what you think. Uh, we won't go into who wins the second and third and Stanley Cup picks. We're not going to sure. go. We'll do that round by round. It's easier that way. So the other matchup uh, for the Central Division is the Nashville Predators at uh, Dallas Stars. So Nashville Predators have home ice. Nashville and six. Uh, I said Nashville in seven. I think that's going to be a lot more closely, close series than I don't think a lot of people think. It think, depends on think, how
1: Ben Bishop holds up.
0: Yeah, right, that's exactly what I was going to say. If Ben Bishop is there and he plays the way he has this year, he can steal that series for them. Absolutely, Dallas, he can. The Dallas Stars have been pretty much a one line team most of the year. The Blues have just never could figure that out for some reason this year. But if you can stop Ben, Radulov, and Sagan, you have a decent chance of winning. Uh, maybe the maybe the National predators will figure that out, but I think if Ben Bishop, I think it's more Ben Bishop can steal this series than anything.
1: I you're one hundred
0: percent right. So we talked about the Jets and the Blues, and then let's go to the other side of the West, and it's the Calgary Flames and Colorado Avalanche, the number one seed versus technically the number eight seed.
1: Uh, honestly, I mean I, I'm going to go Calgary in five. I think that I think that Colorado is decent, but I just don't see them making a strong run.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Calgary, as long as their goaltending starts to hold up, and that's my kind of key for this series, that their goaltending can at least play pretty well. Mike Smith can hold up, and the other goalie, David Ritchie, uh, can hold up. I think they'll definitely do it in five. That's my prediction as well. Flames in five. And then I say the marquee matchup in the West is this one is the San Jose Sharks. And the Vegas Knights, which the San Jose Sharks have home ice,
1: uh, unlike last year, where right. I believe it was reverse. Last, right. last year, the uh, the Knights beat them in five, six. Uh, yeah. I have to look that up. I know that was I
0: that was a pretty quick series. Honestly, five four, it wasn't a sweep. It wasn't a sweep. It was five or six.
1: Here is my bold prediction: Vegas and four. Ooh,
0: sweet. I, I was going almost, I thought mine was a little bold prediction. I said Vegas in five. I just I just don't know how the Sharks are going to do. I think this is a little swan song for the Sharks.
1: I, uh, I uh, 100% agree. I think this is the end of the road for Joe Thornton. I think that for whatever Pavelski, reason.
0: At least I think Pavelski's leaving on free agency.
1: I agree. I think that their goaltending is uh, problematic right now.
0: Uh, let's put it this way. Right now, Martin Jones has similar numbers to Jake Allen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I think this this series will largely depend, depend on Marc-Andre Fleury. If he gets rolling, then I think it is a sweep for the Golden Knights. I think if you look at all the other positions, uh, the Knights are younger and the, the Knights are um, loaded on top of that. Yeah. I mean, they're just – they're lethal on every line. So I think that it comes down to goaltending, and I'm going to put my money on Marc-Andre Fleury and say that it's the Knights and Four.
0: Yep. So I think I said the Knights and Five. So interest, So. But
1: you're right. On paper, that should be a heavyweight fight. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's going to pan out that way.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So now go to the Eastern Conference real quick. The President's Trophy winning Tampa Bay Lightning against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So the Columbus Blue Jackets have made a ton of trades. Yep uh to bring in virtually everybody from Ottawa that was good. Brian DeZingle, uh Matt Duchenne, a couple other guys, just to shore up this team and they sneak in on the I think last second to last day they snuck stuck in. I think it was the Friday they snuck in. Yep. So Tampa Bay has obviously home ice throughout the whole playoffs. So who are you thinking in this one?
1: I'm gonna take Tampa over Club Ottawa in uh
0: four. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. I just I'm gonna get a five because they'll get that uh, they'll have that uh, hope win. So we have the hope goal, you know, right. that's the hope the hope win. It'll be three nothing, and then Columbus Blue Jackets will win one in overtime or a late goal to stretch it to five, and then they'll get stomped in the fifth game. Uh, Borowski has never been good in the playoffs. I don't know if that's going to change for his sake and his uh, free agency money. You better hope it does. So the next game, which is uh, I think another great, I think another, I think maybe the heavyweight. uh fight of the east. It would be the Boston Bruins versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then Boston uh, has home ice. So, what do you think <sighs> on this one?
1: Man, I really want Toronto to win this series. I really do. I don't know if they're gonna. I'm gonna say Boston in seven. Um, But it would not surprise me to see Toronto win it in seven either. But I'm, I'm gonna say Boston in seven. I'm along
0: the same lines. You two agree, but I am going with Toronto in seven. I think Toronto's speed will finally get them past the get past the Bruins in the first round. So uh, they've had trouble with them, and the Bruins have adapted pretty well in the last couple of years from the big, bad, heavy skating Bruins to adding some youth and some speed into that team. So I think uh, even though that's happening, I still think the Maple Leafs are going to pull off the first round win. So, the Washington Capitals, the defending Stanley Cup, Washington Capitals, against the bunch of jerks from Carolina. So, with Washington obviously having the home ice, who do you think wins this one?
1: Again, this is a this is a series where there's a team that I really want to win, and I don't think they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. God, I want Carolina to win this. I love the story out of Carolina. Um, I just don't think they're going to have the – the manpower to match up with the Caps. And I'd say the Caps at six.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Carol and our making the playoffs for the first time since 2009. Yeah. It's almost a 10-year absence. Um, I, saw- I don't know if you saw all kind of the videos online where um, they made the playoffs. I think it was like Thursday. And just guys were just, you know, it reminded me when the Blues finally made the playoffs against Van- to face Vancouver that year. It was yep. the first time where they made you know that like- crazy charge and got in. And then I remember at a, watching the game and the whole crowd like we want playoffs and just how like crazy and how awesome that felt uh, that kind of got that vibe from the Carolina that game where guys were hugging each other and there's guys crying man like I'm be wrong, I'm, I love this I don't think I, was, I might cry when the blues in the cup but there's a guy making the playoffs and crying so that meant a lot to that team and how this team has played so I'm gonna go with the Cinderella story because I love a good story uh, I'm gonna go with my heart over my brain on this one I'm gonna say Carolina in six all right so all right, we'll I would love it that. I would I'd love it if they did it. 100 with will. my that's with my heart more than my brain on that one. So sure. uh, just because, like I said, I love that story that's coming out of there, like the Whalers jerseys this year, and just kind of I don't know. So everything about that team this year, the celebrations, the uh, the bunch of jerk stuff they've been bracing it. I just the whole thing. I love that whole mantra they're going with right now. So agreed. That's kind of like the team I'm kind of watching in the East that I kind of really like. So. Uh, that's my who I want to come out of the East. If the Blues, you know, hopefully make it all the way and they play the Hurricanes, I think that'll be a that'll be a great matchup, and I would love to see the Hurricanes in it. So, the final one we have is the New York Islanders versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, with the Islanders getting
1: the home ice advantage. I mean, before we get predictions on this, it, it bears to mention yet again we're talking about a team that lost arguably one of the top five players in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and got uh, better. Like yeah. significantly better.
0: Yeah, um, looks like uh they won the best uh, goaltending duo, the lowest goals against for a team. Mm-hmm. The Jennings Trophy the Jennings trophy, correct? That's all right. Jennings trophy that the both uh Thomas Grice and Robin Lennair is gonna Win that trophy. I would not be surprised if Ron, uh, Robin Lenair wins the Masterman trophy for uh, you know, a comeback player, player perseverance. Right. Just because of like the, you know, the, he talked about his the mental health that he wrote about and just how bad he, place he was and how he's come back and had a really great year. So I really expect him to win that award as well. So there's two awards for him this year. Uh, so Islanders and Pittsburgh. I just, for some reason this year, Pittsburgh, you know how badly to beat the Blues? <laughs> Uh, the one time, I just never thought they looked like a great team. And I just think the Islanders, even though they have trouble scoring, they can keep the puck out of their net, which is paramount in the playoffs because it's more defensive style than wide open in the playoffs. So I say the Islanders in six.
1: I'm going with my heart over my head in this one, and I'm going to say Islanders in six. So
0: it's, uh should be a good first round. A lot of good matchups, I honestly think, which I want to turn into – Pretty good matchups overall. So, uh, like I said, the Blues start on Wednesday, uh, be the 10th. So, I'll be a good. Uh,
1: Is that good the first time. night of the playoffs for the players? The
0: they start Wednesday. Everything starts Wednesday across the board. So, Wednesday, half the, half the games start on Wednesday, half the games start on Thursday. It looks like starting at about six o'clock our time till nine o'clock. I mean, probably midnight. You're going to have four games spread out from six, seven, 8:30 and 9:30 I think are all the start times pretty much every night. So should be if you're just a general hockey fan, not only a Blues fan, but a hockey fan, you're going to be in heaven for the next uh, couple weeks. It's the best time of year. Yeah. So it's a uh, um, the march starts now. So I said the quest goes, so 16 wins is all you're looking for. I don't care how you get them. They, they not be pretty. Just 16 wins before you have four law. Lo- you know, four losses in a in a row. So in a series, that's all I care about. So I agree. We've gotten
1: close. We've gotten to 10.
0: Yeah, so let's see how far they can get. So we're going to do, it turns out to be, today is Sunday recording on April 7th. Uh, I guess you want to say, these are called Black Friday after the, uh, or Black Monday is what the NFL calls it, when all their coaches are fired after the last game of the year. So the NHL, I guess we make it Black Sunday. So three coaches have lost their job already today as we speak. Have you heard about any of these, Chris? I have not. One is very interesting. Uh, The Kings are not going to bring back their interim coach. Willie Desjardins is not going to return. Not Yeah, Never really turned it around there. Believe it or not, the team did not win this trade. Uh, The the Buffalo Sabres parted ways with Phil Housley after two years.
1: I saw that coming, sadly. Um, I think that when you have a team that starts out as hot as they do and then nosedives and you can't pull it up, Someone's going to pay that price, and it's obviously going to be your coach, not Eichel. And
0: uh, Bob uh, Boogner, or as I used to say when I was little, Bob Boner when I was little and immature when I saw that. He played on, he played on Buffalo back in the day on NHL 95 and 96. And I always thought that was funny back in the day. Anyway, he loses his job in Florida, but guess what? They will have a new coach tomorrow for, according to all the sources that are going on online, Joel Quenville will be going to Florida on a multi-year contract making $6 million plus word word. Didn't
1: see that coming.
0: Well, remember also failed.
1: Florida, get ready for our Tubby Panarin
0: and possibly Sergey Borofsky. and possibly somebody else from whoever he wants off of Chicago. So I'm sure they would, if they could get Brett Seabrook down there, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly.
1: And if, if that's the case then I think it's safe to say that Craig Berube is going to be your blues heads coach.
0: I think so. I think you're really off the top of my head, there's nobody out there I'd really want on top of the way what he's done this year, you can't really replace him unless there's somebody Scotty Bowmanesque, really. You, which would have been Quinville. Yeah, which is about the closest thing you would have had to do. And still then, I'd be part of me, as much as I was a fan of just saying let him ride the year out no matter what he does, man, I didn't expect this to happen. So I you have to give him at least another year, right? You have to give him at least a, a couple of years.
1: I think short of someone like a Joel Quinville, yes. Yeah. Uh, if Quinville had wanted to come to St. Louis, I think you bring Quinville in. But I, I, I don't blow him out. I don't blow Barube out for you know Phil Housley. I no. don't get I don't get rid of him for
0: Lane Vigneault, no. No,
1: no. Yeah. You know, I mean I, I think that if you're going if you're going to pull the trigger, it's gotta be for Joel Quinville. Mike Babcock, end of list.
0: Yeah, and Beth, supposedly Babcock, if he loses in the first round, there's rumor that he might be on the way out. Um, well,
1: the, okay, then I tell you what, that above the Blues, I wait and see what happens. Yeah, that's, that's, if that's,
0: of course, 100% rumor, but you know how rumors are this time of year. There's a rumor that Conor McDavid won it out of Edmonton after the comments. He after got held off the
1: ice last night.
0: Uh, the x-rays are negative. I just was reading that, so it looks like he. Uh, they're hoping it's not too serious, but... Uh, so he looked bad. It looked like that was a broken leg, 100% crashing into the – uh literally a third period, a last game of a pointless game, crashes into the net. Dude carried that team on his back and still couldn't get them out of the basement. It's just ridiculous. It's crazy. The
1: stat lines on some of those players, and it is insane that they're not in the playoffs.
0: Oh, yeah, like Dreisaitl has over 100 points. Uh, 50 goals. Yeah. And uh, McDavid has over 100 points. Uh, he even got uh, – Alex Chase on who has been a grinder fourth liner for years, not really doing much, 20 plus goals this year. Jeez. And that well, still couldn't turn it up. I mean,
1: look, and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna preface it with the, the fact that I think he's played incredibly better the last couple of months of the season. But look at what he did with Pat Maroon. Yeah. So he had he had people legitimately clamoring to get Pat Maroon to be a top line forward.
0: And nothing wrong with Pat Maroon. I think he's turned it no, around greatly. I great think, I here, think but... he's played
1: great down the stretch for the Blues. But... Wait, wait, but... stop, stop.
0: Floor hockey legend Pat Maroon. Go Sorry, ahead, Maroon.
1: floor hockey legend Pat Maroon. Go ahead. Um, you know, look, I, I think that he has really found his groove with this team, but he's not the guy that you watched on Connor McDavid's wing. You know what yeah. I mean? Connor McDavid made him look like a legitimate, bona fide top three forward.
0: Yeah. That's great. Like I said, we always—I was always made the joke.
1: As long as he's not in the face-off circle.
0: Yeah, correct. Yeah, Chris would—uh—Chris would dominate there. So, <laughs> so, uh, as, long as I'm on the bench trash talking. I'm getting off his game apparently. So th- those two elements are in there. We're good to go. So, so, another quick announcement before we wrap it up here. We are going to do our another giveaway for the playoffs. So, go to our Instagram page. It's Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, you'll see a picture of a shirt and some blues glasses from a giveaway. So all you have to do on there, be following us. And then also, uh, just comment and tag somebody on there. You would want to, uh, there's two glasses. So obviously two people. So tag somebody else on the post and all you got to do is be following us and we'll pick a winner after the first round. So either way, if the Blues do doing the first round. Hopefully we'll be getting ready for the second round after the jets, but we'll still do a, the giveaway. It will end after the first round. So remember about Instagram, follow us, Tag somebody on a comment, and you're eligible to win. Pretty simple. So if you get a hold of us outside of Instagram, you have us on Twitter. It's at BluesHockeyNHL. And Chris is at? At And then also on the Facebooks is the Blues Hockey Podcast. And also via email if you want to send us an email on any questions you have about the Blues or just a general comment about the show. It's BluesHockeyPodcast at gmail.com. And our website's blueshockeypodcast.net.com. All the good stuff. And find us on all your podcast directories. That would be Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. And I think that's all we got right now. To be a grinder will be in, in the works. So, <laughs> so but anyway. soon
1: to be on Grinder Tinder. Plenty of fish.
0: Bumble, was that one? Bumble, I get that right.
1: Hey, is there a bumble? I'm sure there is.
0: I'm sure there's one. So that tells you how much I am not in, in tune with it. Uh, I'm cool. I'm hip. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, that's about it here. So let's hopefully uh, we're going to have this uh, podcast up as our preview. We're, we're I'm working on some other stuff to get out before the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of stuff coming from us. Um, try to be active on the uh, Twitter, Facebook, and get hold of us there. And here's where it starts. Here's where I get the your nervous excitement for two months straight. Hopefully. Oh dude,
1: I, I made the I made the post last night that bipolar me is back oh, after yeah. a year off. I every win is I'm gonna be in a super great mood. Every loss, I'm gonna be like this team sucks. Trade yeah. everybody, fire the coach. Yeah,
0: coach it's, is hella dumb.
1: Yeah, it's just how I am. Like I I, I don't hide it and um yeah, I, I'm just. Uh, I'm it's super. gonna be fun. But... I'm super bipolar during the playoffs, but I've already bought cookies for Maggie. Maggie's gonna get her pregame pep talks, and, and we're we're ready to roll. Which preface everybody real quick. Maggie is uh, Chris's dog. Yes. So, yeah. Maggie is my dog. She gets she gets a blues cookie from Treats Unleashed. Quick shout out to Treats Unleashed. Uh, many St. Louis locations for all of your dog grooming and food and treat needs. Unsolicited plug. Um, but uh, she gets one before every game. I don't videotape them until the playoffs. And I give her a pep talk. It's usually got her blues shirt and a, a blues uh, bandana on. Uh, and then I give her a cookie, tell her what we need to do. And uh, I usually upload it to Facebook and Twitter. She's got her own Twitter page, which I think is just Maggie Moo LGB. Um, you You're a but, follow but, uh, yeah, those will start on Wednesday. That sounds good. So, all right, well, we'll be at you uh, soon,
0: hopefully with uh, talking about some blues wins. See you guys later.